Again, brother, thank you so much. High performance consultant. This is uh this is the tits, mate. This is pretty big. <laughs> it's the tits. I gotta <laughs> first of all, mate, I gotta uh I gotta ask why. Why go down the avenue? Why go down the little niche that you did? Why do you do what you do? Uh, are we talking in terms of uh, consulting or are we um, talking training load or, or sports science? Um, let's go what, uh, what let's go sports science the the uh, the first the first road that we ended up walking down, why go into the realm of sport and then started talking about performance right like what, 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 why do that? Well look I I was um, I was exposed to to sport and the science of sport long before there were roles called sports scientists. Um, my my dad was a he he used to do a lot of training of football teams, training of of runners, middle distance long. Well, he did some sprinters as well, long distance runners. Um, so I was I was following him around as a kid. Um, you know, I would have been. 10, 10 years old, I reckon, uh, following him around at different different training sessions, different football teams or, or running groups. And uh, so I was exposed to it from a really a really young age. And I, I kind of, I, I say I, you know, I got addicted to the smell of liniment and I've been around it, around it ever since. And that's kind of, that's kind of it really. Um, so I was... I was always probably going to do something in in that area. Yeah. Um, now I, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know exactly what I had some goals that I wanted to tick off and and some of the things that that I'm doing now were were never were never on my radar really um, that they're, they're above and beyond anything that I dreamed of. Um, but I you know I credit my dad for. Um, for exposing exposing me to to sport and 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 training principles um, from a really young age, and you know, I used to say to him, I learned I learned more about training from doing it with him than I ever did from any textbook. Um, that 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 experience from a really young age just it shaped it shaped my mindset and and also it just shaped my understanding of of training really well. See, that's what I think uh, uh, we have a bit of a unique spot in the sport and wellness and fitness and physical realm sense, right? Because like the theories are great. The science is, is fantastic, but the fuck does it mean if it doesn't work out on the field or the track or in the gym when it's like, well, does it, does it work? Go show me. Oh, but it works on the computer. It's like, yeah, great. But does it work with a human? You know, and now we have to blend it and we have to apply it, right? And back into a sporting realm, it's really easy. Did we get better? It's a, there's a metric. Did we win? You know, did we get faster? Did we get stronger? You know, are we more powerful? If the answer is, nah, then no, it's not. It's yes or no. You know, and I think um, I think that's beautiful. I think it's we. That's where we get addicted to it, right? Rather than staring at a textbook we're like no 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 now let's go interact with a person and let's go see if we can mold this theory to this individual and make them make them better yeah i mean that's that's the part i i like the most um i, I would you know i could 
I acknowledge that some people can do it, but I could never, I could never be um, someone who is a, an internet trainer, for example, you know, who, who provides programs via the internet and, um, you know, re remote training or, or whatever you want to call it. I just couldn't do it because I, I need, I need to kind of eyeball the person I'm, I'm working with. I need to, I need to see their face. I need to see their body language. Yeah. I need to kind of, <laughs> kind of hear their breathing and um, see a bit of sweat trickling off the forehead. Um, th those kind of things are little cues that, that are really important for me to, to help, to help me uh, understand what that, what that athlete's going through at that point in time and help me find a way to help them win that, win that moment. Um, and I, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do that via the internet. Um, so, you know, I, I guess, I guess, you know, if I was that way inclined and I set up a business like that, um, it, it probably would be a popular business, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep easy at night. I couldn't, couldn't look myself in the mirror at the end of the day because I, I know that it was just something that I needed in order to do my job well that I wasn't getting. Um, so yeah, I, I really like the, I really like just working with with people and finding out what makes them tick. That's it, mate. I I see it as two different jobs. I see it as like two different roles, two different sets of skills. You know, if you work online, you're working with someone, you got balls deep into the programming. Mega, but that's going to uh, exercise a certain amount of uh, skills, right? And then in, P in person, those interpersonal skills, those soft skills, it's completely different. It is literally like a two separate uh, sides of the coin, right? Two separate roles. It's yeah, it's yeah. really hard yeah. to be able to flick between the two if that's what you do. And like I'll have a couple online and it's like, oh, no, no, no. I have to take that hat off and put another hat on because the way yeah. you have yeah. to then communicate with these people has got to be different. You know, and I'm uh, a bit unique because I know them in person as well. And then it's just like, okay, cool. I have that past experience I can then leverage off. But if it's somebody I've never met before, like it's uh, it's difficult. Yeah, I understand. Like it, 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 it is a different job. It completely is. You know, yeah. you don't, you yeah, don't yeah. see the energy that they walk in with the room that day. And sometimes on the fly, you just be like, okay, fuck, I got to scrap this entire plan because this this person's not going to get through it. They're coming in dragging ass and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's get something in. Let's get something done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the time too with, um, you know, rugby is a good example, but you see it in all sorts of sports where you will have your, you don't want it. You don't want everyone in your staff with the exact same skill set or everyone in yeah. your staff, um, thinking the exact same way because if if everyone has the same skills and, and is thinking the same way, then there's there's only need for one of you to be there. Um, but what you see in the good teams is you know a pretty diverse mix of people. So you will have uh, and rugby is a good example. You'll you'll have your your head strength coach or your head um, conditioning coach will they'll be they may not be that um, science oriented. You know, they may not be that number focused, but and they come across as a little bit crazy and it's a little bit mad. But um, <laughs> the players that lie down in traffic for them, you know, they just they they love them because because they just get them going. They they make them laugh. They make it fun. They galvanize the group. Um, but you could you couldn't have a whole 
a whole staff full of those people because it, it'd just be mayhem. Um, so you know, you do have some some people who are more analytical, um, who who you know take a little bit t- more time to think through problems, and they're they're a bit more number focused, and they they balance out those guys um, really well. You know, so. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you see it in the good teams all the time, and and the fact that they're different is is not a bad thing. That's that's actually a great thing. The diversity that you've got in your group is a real strength. The diversity of thought too, right? Like that's yeah, 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 really necessary, and that's something that I mean, I'm sure you've seen it as well. Like um, socially, right? Once you've got a group of folk, and their diversity of thought is basically null. They think the same way. This is it. This is the uniform. This is the fucking narrative. Follow it. And you're like, wait, hold on a minute. Like, this is a really weak bunch of folks, whether that's physically, mentally, whatever, whatever you want to draw from. And I'm like, no, no, no. We should be encouraging different questions to then come in it collaboratively and be like, okay, well, we're all trying to achieve the same goal of like progress, right? Sport science, get W's on the board, win. Right, mint. But how do we do that? Like, because the wolf climbing the mountain is always hungrier than the wolf on top, right? So, I mean, let's use um, let's use the All Blacks. Three three World Cups on the bounce, one twelve years of dominance, but they didn't change. Not this World Cup, the last World Cup, England absolutely fuck them up in the semi final. Because they didn't change. Because all you got to do is like, well, here's the game plan. This is what they're gonna do find the hole in it, exploit it. That's what happened. Boom, game over. Like the best team is the one that's always adaptable. That's South Africa. Fantastic. Changing formations, changing tactics on the fly. They can go from getting fucked up in a game to changing it or winning the game. Like that's the point. We're supposed to be able to adapt, mold, be malleable, right? And I think we need to have the same thing in uh, our thought processes too and our belief system in a way not of like being a snowflake and just changing your opinion all the time no no, no i'm not saying that like but we need to be open to being wrong yeah absolutely yeah you know in a in a, in a high performance environment um like you know a lot of high performance environments you know, the hardest thing about being high performance is being honest about the question are we high performance um, you know, and looking yourself in the mirror and, and saying, you know, is there, are these are these high performance actions or um, are what we do day to day is it, the way we interact with each other is that actually high performance? And um, you know, you, the egos in those environments can be can be quite large. Yeah. So you know, the, a real strength of people who succeed in high performance. Uh, organizations are the ones who are really good listeners and they're prepared to see things from someone else's viewpoint. Um, now, you could probably count on one hand the people who really do that well in high performance sport. Yeah. So if, if, if that's, if that's the case, then, then we go back to the original question, are we actually high performance? Um, the vast majority of high performance organizations aren't actually um, executing high performance actions. You know, they're not, they're not actually high performance because they, they don't, they don't listen well. They don't, they're not prepared to, to look at things from the side as well as they do the front. They just see things a certain way 
Um, and sometimes you have to be really strong in in your approach, and you and you have to you, you can't you can't just bend and and blow in the wind. Um, you know, if someone comes with a with a new idea, you just throw everything out and go with the new one. But you you have to be you have to be open to the fact that there's a better way to do things. Mm. And if things aren't working, then there's there's a different there there might be a different way to do it that there might actually be a a better way to do it. Um, mm. And that's the people who who can do that can who can remain open to that. They're they're the ones who, in in my opinion, are the ones who are. The smartest, the smartest people in high performance sport. There's no, there's no shortage of smart people in high performance sport. But the ones who can, um, who have got that real social intelligence, so they can, they can understand, they can communicate with the the, the GMs just as well as they can communicate with the kit manager. Um, those are the ones that do really well in sport. What's your definition of high performance? Geez, I, I don't know whether I've actually thought about a definition, but um, I mean, high performance is to me is more about it is is more than just the wins. Yeah. You know, you you can be winning sometimes and um, and and displaying very low performance actions. You know, so sometimes winning can hide your sins. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you're winning, but there's so many bad things that are going on in that environment. Um, you know, it's not high performance. Then there's there's other examples of um, high performance where you're not getting the wins, but you just know that if they stick out their processes, they stick with their effort they're showing, things are going to turn pretty quickly, um, or they you know they will turn. So so to me. Um, High performance is is probably, you know, it's a it's about discipline. It's a it's about not only the discipline of of coming in early and, and getting your getting your soft tissue work done, getting your your activation work done, winning a session, being locked into the session. Um, it's the discipline around that. It's it's about you know sleeping well, preparing well, eating well, hydrating well. Um, mm. Getting off your phone when you need to get off your phone, so being being disciplined around around what performance, you know, about the actions that you need to show for high performance. I think you need to be, um, I think you need to be persistent, um, you know, and and keep in mind that um, that it's, it's for most most people it's not just going to happen, you know, it's not. Um, but if you if you stay at it long enough, at least you give yourself a shot of it happening. It may never happen for you, but if you don't if you don't stay at it, then you're never going to know. Um, and probably probably performance for me, high performance it is about hard work and effort, right? Um, you, you, there's so many examples of talented people, whether they're staff staff in a, in a team or whether they're players that are extremely talented people but lazy and so many examples of people where we go oh he could have been anything she could have been anything and and they and then we just never they never achieve the heights that we think they're gonna achieve and i you know a lot of it comes down to they just they weren't prepared to sacrifice enough they weren't prepared to work hard enough 
mm. put the effort in to get to where they needed to to go. They had all the talent in the world, but they just weren't prepared to work hard enough. So I'd say hard work and effort, uh, discipline, and I'd say persistence. They're, they're kind of the three three pillars, I, I think, for me that that make up high performance. Yeah, quite often enough, we get blinded by the outcome, right? It's like we're a cat in headlights and we we just kind of run towards it because we're in a daze. And it's like, no, 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 no. We just have to focus on the process. You know, the outcome will eventually be inevitable. You know, you might get a whole season of L's, you know, you might lose every single frigging game. You might miss the lifts or, or whatever sport that we're in or even business, you know, artists or whatever it is, life. It might, you might fall bloody short, fine. But the secret sauce is that consistency. You know, that's it, that persistence piece, right? Of just, okay, get back up again, you know, brush yourself off, like carry on. So what? Like tomorrow you got to dig a hole again. And that's all it is. And then you turn around and be like, holy shit, like how far have we come? You know, like teams and just like people, I think we overestimate what we can do in a day. And we underestimate what we can do in a year, five years, 10 years. Like you said before, you like you made that decision and like, well, I kind of became obsessed with this fitness thing, this sport thing. Yeah. And then you're doing shit that you never would have been out of dream about. That's because you just kept going. Yeah, well, look, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier on that I that I learned a lot. I learned a lot of good lessons through through sport, through through just training with my dad, through my old man, and, and he uh, he had a couple of sayings. One was, um, you, "You can't get goals while you're sitting in the grandstand," right? And um, and and when I when I use that saying, um, people have different different understanding of what that means so they go well if you're injured you can't you can't perform you know that's true but that's not what he was saying what he was saying was he he'd seen a lot of people who you know and we see them in life now now they're they're more more prevalent than ever with with social media said all the time they're they're you know that we call them the haters they're the ones who are the most critical of someone who's doing well um, and typically, it's uh, you know why is why has he or she got what I what I could do? I could do that. Why has he got it and I haven't? Or um, or I could I could do things so much better than you know. In Australia, we call it the tall poppy syndrome, but it's yeah. it's the um, I could have done that if I wanted to, or I could have done that, or I should have done that. Well, you know, everyone has the opportunity, um, and you make you make your own luck. It, it's it's not um, you know anything that I've that I've done in my life, be it in sport or in my in my personal life or my professional life. None of it's come through natural brilliance. Um, it's it's come it's come through just every day getting getting up and going to work and working as hard as I as I could. Um, and that that mindset was was developed really young. When I was following my old man around and training, right, and I learned how to train that way, um, and and it's a, it's a mindset that that I just carried in the other areas of my life. Now that the you mentioned in there that you can you can be losing games, 
And you can be losing games. You know, you're not getting the the points on the scoreboard, but you're winning in other areas. And, um, you know, and we see that in a lot of of teams who are just working really hard or athletes who are working really hard to – and, and you can see it in their effort. So you know, in a in a rugby game, there's more there's more of those jerseys in the contest. Even when they're down on the scoreboard, you, you they 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 go to the last frame, and there's there's five jerseys hunting one of the opposition jerseys. And you you go look if they if they can keep this kind of effort in in their game, they're going to be in more games than they're out of it. You know so. And you and you can see you can see that in in sport all the time that you can be you can be winning even when you're not winning on the scoreboard. Um, and you know that was that was another lesson I learned I learned from my dad is that um, you know really early on he said you're going to you're going to lose more than you win. Now he wasn't he wasn't saying get used to losing because um, you know that that's all that life is about is about losing. He he wasn't saying that. He wasn't saying, um, you know, if you're down on the scoreboard, just give up. He wasn't saying that. What he was saying was, um, well, in, in sport, there's always going to be someone that you come across who's going to be, well, certainly in, in with someone of my talent, there's going to be a heap of people who are going to be better than me in sport. So, so get used to the fact that you know a lot of the time you're going to be chasing. Um, but you know that the, that effort that comes with the chase, that is kind of the stuff that makes you makes you yeah. or breaks you. So if you if you give up on the chase, then then that's a metaphor for the rest of your life. You know, you, when things get a little bit tough in the in the rest of your life, uh, yeah, no, it's just too hard. Or why me? Why does it always happen to me? Um, and, and that's that was kind of what he was saying that. Um, you know, get get used to losing because you're going to get you're going to get knocked down, just in sport as you do in life. You're going to get knocked down, but um, it's it's the person who can sort of overcome those little challenges and just pick themselves. As you said, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and go again. All right, I've been here before. I know how to fight my way out of it. Here I go again. Um, and and we meet we meet people in life all the time that that can go one of two ways they can either they can give in to themselves because it gets too hard um and and the, and they become you know the, they become the victim yeah. it's it's um things are just uh why me why does it always happen to me you know life isn't fair or you or you get the other person who just goes oh all right here we are again Okay, a little bit of adversity. I, I know what this. I know what this feels like. Um, I, I, I know how to fight my way out of it. Here I go. Let's let's get on with it. Um, you know, and it's the the more often we can, the, the earlier we can expose our athletes to it. A little bit of hard hard work and adversity, and and fighting through a little bit of discomfort. In all sorts of ways, we can do it. Um, and the more they learn how how to fight their way out of it, um, the more the better prepared they are in in competition to do it. But but also the better they're prepared they're going to be for other areas of their life when when they have to overcome a bit of hardship. For life, man, you know that's that's a huge point, you know. And quite often we we get so sucked into sport, or even everyday folk get sucked into just fucking working out. You're like, yeah, cool, but 
the lessons that we learn in here then goes applies outside. You know, it's it's not just this one hour in the gym. It's not just 80 minutes on the field. It's no, no, no. What, what are you doing out there? You know, I, I remember I remember on um, summer fitness training, everybody used to hate it, right? Especially I used to play one in rugby union. So uh, I used to live for the scrum, you know, not a lot of running. I just wanted eight lads around facing up against another eight lads, just smashing into each other. And that was my, uh, <laughs> that was my bit of fun. But I remember we used to do two hours in the weight room. Then we used to come outside and do two hours of fitness. And then we could touch a rugby ball. And you're like, you're thinking like, that's barbaric. That's inhumane. Why would you do that? And I, I remember it'd be the height of summer. Bearing in mind, it was the north, north of England. So summer's what? 26 degrees tops. We're dying, pasty white boys. <laughs> well, we'd, go for, we'd go for some water. The coach would turn around and go, what the fuck are you doing? Get some water, mate. I'm dying. Like we've done three and a half hours of working out. Did I say you can get some water? No, you didn't, but I'm dying. No buts. Figure it out. And again, it's it's a little bit of an extreme example, right? But it's it's the it's the process of oh, okay, we're here again. Oh, I gotta figure this out. I can't be like, but what if this is really hard? Yeah, it's hard. So yeah. you still gotta get to the other side of it. You know, you still have to get out of the other side of the shit situation and work. You still got to get to 80 minutes. You still want that W on the board. You still got to fight your way out. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah I think I think those um those kind of those kind of moments are, are really good in terms of, you know, they they can expose uh expose the leaders in the group. Um yeah, I I, I think if done correctly, you can you can develop leadership as well. But you know, straight away, you, as a as a group, you can go one or two ways. You can fracture as a group, and and someone someone starts whinging and, and carrying on that they've got no water, or or as a group, you you decide to to get a little bit harder, um, you know, and the and the blister turns into a callus, and it's uh, and then you you know then you like there's no easy being a forward in a, in a rugby team, there's, there's nothing easy about it, and and the fact that you live for for the scrum, you know that that tells me a whole heap about you, um, you know, right? So there's there's not a lot of people who want to be putting their head in in those positions, you know. That's uh, you're putting your head where most people don't want to put their feet, right? So yeah. there's a it, it's a, a special type of person that that goes into a scrum. So you want you want to know that those other guys that are going to the scrum have got that that same mindset as you, because if you got if you've got a, a a pack of forwards like that, then you're getting pretty hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's called the anger management kids. But usually, <laughs> yeah. you were chasing egg, or you're going to get locked in a cell. You know, yeah. like uh, yeah, I was a yeah. swimmer back in the day and um, I used to get in way too many fights um, moving into high school. And they just they just said, do you play rugby? And I was like, no, I don't. I don't, I don't really know the, the rules or anything. I know it's a sport, but no, I, I swim. I was like, you're not going to swim anymore. You're going to chase this egg. And I was like, OK, cool. <laughs> Where do I need to well, be? You're the, you're the first person I've ever met who, who told me. I'm a swimmer and I used to get in too many fights and, and said it in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I've never heard that before. The thing is, uh, 
swimming was a bit of a loose term. You know, it was more of a, a whale than a fish. I used to jump in the pool and the water jumped out. You know, it was uh, not the fastest. It was breaststroke for a reason because I could muscle my way through the water rather than actually be streamlined and actually have some speed. I was like, no, no, I can just kind of pull myself through and give me a little self, a bit of a kick. But uh, yeah, 96 kilos at 13 doesn't doesn't really equate to a, a good swimmer. Nah, you're number one for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Try not to punch somebody with your uh, fist, try and punch them with your shoulder. But mate, I got uh, I got three questions to finish on. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Uh, oh, jeez. The harder you work, the easier it gets. Ooh. I like that a lot. The harder you work, the easier it gets. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? I, I don't know that I've I'd have to have a think about that because if it was if it was the worst piece of advice I got I probably I probably let it go straight away uh, yeah look it, probably the worst piece of advice I'd get would be from from negative people um, so you'll you'll you you know you, if you've been around people long enough you'll see you can you can see positive people and the way they the way they work with others, the way they speak with others. Um, they're not, they're not fake positive. You know, mm. they just, they just have this, this energy about them. Whereas negative people, everything's a problem. Um, or, you know, you know, an example would be for the stuff I'm doing, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm a, I have my own business. I'm a, and it's different from from what most people do in with my qualifications and experience. So people would say, "Well, don't go down that path because um, there's no security." Yeah. Right. Um, so there's that rather than see the positives of go down this path and you'll be your own boss. Go down this path and you you get to work with who you want to work with, not who you're told to work with. Um, go down this path um, and. Um, all the successes and all the failures, you get to own them, all right? Um, no one, that, they're all the positives that come with it. But, but pe people in the negative side of it will always see the glass half half empty and they'll go, oh, you, you go down here and uh, and you'll have no job security. Go down here and uh, what, if it, or what if it doesn't work? Or go down here and, you know, so they'll always see the, the negatives. So for me, I... Uh, I, I can't really give you a, the worst piece of advice, but I can I can kind of give you examples of what it looks like. And a lot of the time, I just I just don't I don't entertain it. I don't I don't invite uh, negative people into my world. Really, um, I just I just try and I'm, I'm trying to look at how good something can be rather than what if something goes wrong. That's also a beautiful mindset, man. And I think. Uh inadvertently that's a that's a great piece of advice i really do you know think about where it could lead rather than the trap door that you could be stood on so yeah you'll figure it out if it all goes pear-shaped you'll be all right 
you've done it before, shit's hit the fan, you, you'll pull yourself back out, don't worry about it. But wouldn't you want to see what's on the other side? Wouldn't you want to, you know, what if is a, is a difficult question to ask yourself. And uh, we're all going to end up in the same place. And at least you can say you've done it on your terms. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have a little mantra of, of just don't die wondering. Um, don't you know, so w- when when I'm when I'm done, uh, whenever that time comes, I, I will know I've given whatever I've done. I've given it a hundred percent, and then I can look myself in the mirror and say, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm content. I I I've done everything I could could do. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got no, I've got no regrets. Funny you say, don't die wondering, because my last question is, what are the three words you would tell your younger self? And there it is, oh. right there. Don't die wondering. Yeah, yeah that'd be it. Like, uh, don't, don't die wondering, or I'd have four words. Don't worry so much. Yeah, um, that's I used to probably one. worry, worry about things um, that you know, now I just, I just don't worry. Um, yeah. Whatever comes, comes, and and I just have the faith, faith that I can. Uh, whatever comes, it'll be okay. Mm. It's never, it's never going to be that bad. And mm. pro- chances are, I've been through worse, so it'll be fine. It'll be fine, brother. Thank you so much. This has been an honor and a privilege, mate. Yeah, my my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Alex. Thank you, man. I, uh, one day, I hope I can get to one of your talks, like. I better get over to New Zealand while you're still there. You've got to get over here, man. I'll get to Manchester. I'll show you around town. (laughs) I bet you will. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get a pint. All right, lad. You uh, you enjoy your day. We'll speak soon. Okay. Thanks, Alex. Bye. Legend. See you later, everybody.